Hello and welcome to another edition of the Objective Associates podcast in which we talk about technology and in particular in this little uh, series of podcasts we've been talking a lot about Amazon Web Services, very powerful web services they are. Uh, and with me, Fraser Ingram, so say hello Fraser. Hello. And I am Alec Ogilvy, uh, we're both directors at Objective Associates. In this episode we're going to talk about how to choose your AWS instance type. So I guess, um, where do you start, Fraser? What's the kind of first things you have to consider? Yeah, I mean, the first thing you're looking at is the same as when you're provisioning any any kind of server, is how many cores do you need and how much memory do you want on that on that server? On AWS, you can go anything from a single core, single virtual CPU effectively, uh, with half a gig of memory, up to, well, some of the M5's uh, type instances have got 96 virtual cores and uh, hundreds of gigs worth of memory on them. So, yeah, you need to gauge where do you want to be in that scale. I mean, there's a number of things in there. There's, there's M5's and there's R's and there's I3's and things. What do these mean? Do they mean anything? Yeah, they're optimised for different operations. So your M-type instances are your uh, general-purpose instance types, okay? Uh, whereas something like an R instance type is memory optimized. T, T2 instances in particular, are a, are a different read altogether. They are uh, pretty much like an M, except there's a, they've got a credit-based use on the CPU. So, yeah, I mean, there's loads of different instance types, but they're all optimized slightly differently, either skewed towards CPU, skewed towards storage, skewed towards memory. All right, so depending on the type of application you're running for your business, you can get some some guidance from the Amazon, Amazon branding. So, like you say, an M5 is general purpose. Um, I think you said R was memory optimized. And then... Yeah, something like an I is storage optimized, meaning it's got some fast storage next to it um, for quick access to storage. Well, I guess it's like going into a car showroom and they kind of steer you towards either a 3 series or a 5 series or uh, it's that type of thing. They take you to where they think you need the yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah. And then you said as well that the, the T2 instances, they're different in breed because it's more the business model that's different there rather than the technology. Yeah, yeah. T2 instances are, are, are a bit bit more peculiar uh, so you, you you start off with one virtual CPU and half a gig of memory on the T2 instances I think you can go up to about eight virtual CPUs uh, something like that the difference with these though is that the way that you use the CPU and how you pay for that CPU usage what you start with is a is a, a set of credits 63 credits on the T2 instances as you use the CPU above a threshold, you start losing credits. And as you stop using the CPU, you start gaining credits. And obviously the, the aim is never to reach zero credits and watch your credit usage to make sure that you're you're on you're on an instance type where you're you're not overusing the CPU or underusing the CPU. So you're looking for effectively a peaky application in that case, okay? Uh, so you're looking for something that peaks with its use of the CPU for a little while and then stops using it for a little bit. I guess then that the the thing that I, someone who's provisioning effectively one of these instances, they're going to look at what type of application it is. So um, if it's general purpose, I mean, I guess that's kind of like a conventional CRM system for a business would be general purpose. Yeah, yeah, a database server, yeah, web web uh, application server. 
And I guess memory optimised, well, something that's really kind of, I need to do an awful lot of grunt, so maybe you're processing video, something really heavy-handed, um, that type of stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that type of stuff, although whether you do that in an EC2 instance or, or some of the other AWS technologies, I guess, is the is the question well, I, there as well. Uh, good point, because there is a number of services that can support video processing. Once you've picked that instance, though, I guess the risk is that you've got it wrong. Yeah, I mean, either you've got it wrong or your your use changes. What you really want to do is set up CloudWatch to monitor your use of that server. So you can set up CloudWatch within Amazon uh, to send you alerts based on, okay, where's your CPU usage? You know, I don't know, if you're above 60 70%, you want to start getting alerts on that to tell you that your CPU usage is high. Or maybe on the opposite, you want to look at, okay, you start getting alerts for the CPU usage being low. You know, is the CPU usage 10 20%, in which case you're underutilizing that instance. And you could maybe save save some money by changing that instance type. Right, so it lets you at least spot that you're, you're maybe overspending and then you can cut back and, and provision something else. Can you do that automatically? I mean, can you can you just change instance type and go down easily or have you got to do anything in between? No, I mean, it, it's a fairly simple process. You do it in the... On the console uh, within AWS, uh, you can change your instance type. The one thing that you do have to do is the machine has to be rebooted in order to change the instance type. But it's a fairly fast process in order to do that. You can also do it programmatically. If you've got a resilient system where bringing that server down and back up isn't going to cause you a problem operationally, then you could do that programmatically. All right, so that opens up the notion that if you are starting to see your CPU usage go above your thresholds too often through using CloudWatch, you could potentially trigger something to programmatically, well, I guess, spin up another instance or use Lambda functions or do something to take care of that that um, overutilization. Yeah, so, I mean, if you imagine uh, in CloudWatch, if you set an alert uh, to, say, the CPU usage is high, uh, you send that to Amazon's SNS, you pick off that alert from SNS and you do something with it. That could be an automated process that you do, in which case you know you maybe want to increase the instance size and do a couple of other things or maybe bring up an additional instance that, that also takes care of some of the workload. But yeah, I mean, I think that power of actually being able to detect when a server is under pressure for whatever reason and then programmatically do something about that it's pretty yeah it's pretty it is pretty cool uh, i mean you don't have to do that you could just get an email to yeah. tell you to tell you ah. okay you know this this server's under pressure you might need to think about doing something about it okay so we've picked the instance type but we haven't really mentioned storage other than i guess depending on the whether it's an m or an r what can you do there how, how do you actually set up the or, or choose the storage that's appropriate for the environment you want yeah so You've got your different types of storage. You've got instance storage, which effectively is locally attached to the machine, and that's volatile storage. So it's there for as long as the machine is running, but once the machine uh, gets shut down, restarted, that would get blanked effectively. Uh, So that instance storage is typically very fast storage and would come on the storage-optimized instance types. Or you get instances which are which have EBS storage. Now, EBS storage can either be SSDs or hard drives. And within each of those, there's different flavors depending on what level of performance you're looking for. So you've got something like cold storage on a hard drive. So typically that would be 
well, it's slow, slow storage, but typically it'll be used for something like backups or um, something that you don't really need access to quickly or often. You've got throughput optimized hard drives, which are faster hard drives, but it's still a hard drive. Uh, and then on SSDs, there's two 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 flavors of SSDs that you can get. Uh, one's a general purpose SSD, where effectively how fast that is is determined by the size of the drive that you've got, or a provisioned IOPS SSD, and that lets you set how fast you want it to be, as opposed to based on the size. All right, so that really puts you in control then with the SSD option with these provisioned IOPS. You can actually say. That's, it. That's as much as I need. And I guess if you need more, they charge you more on the IOPS side. Yeah, so, I mean, if you've got a 1,000 IOPS, it'll cost you uh, 90 bucks a month uh, if you're using it full-time. If you want to bump it to 2,000 IOPS, then you know, double it. Uh, that's okay. that's pretty much how, it, how it's going to work on the IOPS. But again, you get a lot faster storage. Uh, you don't have to be limited on the storage speed based on the size. You can work out how fast you need it to be. And then Again, on the, on the CloudWatch side of things, that's how you work out, is your storage fast enough? Quite a few metrics in CloudWatch that, that tell you about what's happening on the on the drives. You've got things like queue lengths, you've got number of read operations, number of write operations, things like that. And Amazon have kind of given us a few calculations as to, to work out, have you got fast enough storage? But the one that I typically, typically look at is, where's the queue length on that drive? Uh, and Amazon are basically saying if your queue length is five or below on the drive uh, most of the time, then you have got fast enough IOPS, you've got enough IOPS on that drive. If you're running above that, then the queue length on the drive is getting long and your access to the storage or access to the data that's on the drive is starting to slow down. Goodness, that, I mean, that's pretty useful again because so as you're basically bringing this recipe together for your own your own business systems, being able to use CloudWatch to detect when your CPU has maybe been overutilized or when your queue length on your disk is starting to go up, really does put you in quite a powerful position to, to manage your system and control costs. Yeah, I mean, that that's the, that's the key thing here, is to make sure that what you've got provisioned is the right size for what you're using. You know, don't over-provision IOPS because it'll cost you an absolute fortune. So if you've got a queue length that's always zero, then then you're, you've over-provisioned your IOPS on there. Uh, so bring your IOPS down. Uh, if your CPU usage is typically 10%, then bring down instance size or choose a different instance type that's more suited to that application. And as you said, you, you, you choose the instance type that's appropriate if it's a smaller or, or less powerful server. And all you have to worry about is the fact that it's going to go down and back up again to actually get going. Yeah, yeah. So as long as you manage that, you're you're good. Yeah, I mean either either a maintenance window or hopefully even better a resilient solution where it copes with the fact that our server goes down and back up. Well, look, we've covered a fair bit there um, on how to choose your instant type, but it sounds like um, you have to look at the various pre-cooked uh, server instances that Amazon uh, provide with you, whether that's an M type or a, an R, and some of these are well, the R is memory optimized, for instance. So it really depends on what your application is doing. Sounds like for the bulky people out there, the general purpose M4s and M5s is about right. And then after that, it's it's um, your storage provision, whether it's uh, you're using local instances or whether you are using uh, EBS. Uh, lots of different options in there. And ultimately, CloudWatch sitting there telling you how much you are using that system. 
and ultimately giving you the option to potentially programmatically change those instance types, which I think is, is pretty cool. Is there anything else to add before we, we wind up? I think probably the only the last thing is, is as Amazon bring out a new generation of instances, they are typically a little bit faster and a little bit cheaper. Uh, so they kind of encourage you to move on to the, the next generation. So if you're sitting on uh, M4 instances and they're bringing out the M5s, you know, look to see what you can do and shift on to the M5s. It might not save you an awful lot of money, but it's the latest instance type. It'll be a little bit more powerful and a little bit cheaper for you. Sounds fantastic. Okay, folks, well, that brings us to the end of another podcast from Objective Associates. Hopefully talk to you soon. Bye just now.